This Sunday, set your PBRs for the documentary Titanic New Evidence on the Discovery Channel. It airs at 8 o'clock. It's based on decades of work by my friend and a Titanic expert from Ireland, Senan Maloney, who joins me on the show right now. Senan, I have never asked you why you started your obsession with the Titanic. Oh, you know, when I was a very uh, young boy, um, my parents got me these educational magazines to try and elevate us from reading about the reading other comics. And I remember very vividly uh, um, a feature article about the RMS Titanic, which was the largest moving object ever built by man. And that's, that's true up to that point. And yet it failed to complete a single voyage. It struck an iceberg in the vast emptiness of the North Atlantic. And down she went. And this was this stupefied me as a small boy. I was absolutely gobsmacked. <laughs> So, Senan, you discovered evidence that no one else was talking about, and it's vital in understanding why the Titanic sank so fast. We all had the worldwide hoopla of the anniversary five years ago now, in, in 2012, uh, in this month, and the world went nuts. And this passed by a, a little old lady. Several months later, in late 2012, she walked into an auction house, and she had an album under her arm. It turned out to be the most fabulous photographs we've ever seen of the Titanic. The, the auctioneer then wanted to, uh, to break up that album, but um, one of his longtime clients made an offer for the album in its entirety. Uh, and I went to see him. He showed me the album, and, and it was stupefying. It was, it was so good. We published a, a book of the photographs, but afterwards he suddenly spotted, overlooked these strange diagonal marks on the starboard side of the hull. And in a couple of photographs, the ship has moved, but this diagonal mark, which is low on the hull, has not moved. So did you and think it was uh, an imperfection with the photograph because of the age? No, we, look, we looked into all of that, actually. We, 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 we looked into all of that, and we tried to create mirror images looking for reflections and so on. And we consulted a couple of photographic experts, and they said whatever it was was on the hull. But in, in one of the photographs, you can see people on board the Titanic looking down at it uh, and wondering about it. The mark comes up from the uh, anti-fouling paint, the sort of red-colored paint that is on many a hull. And it stops at a straight of riveted plate. So it reminded me that uh, just behind that mark is where we know there was a fire on board. And the fire has always been downplayed um, because, as it turned out, the, uh, the people who were downplaying it were executives of the White Star Line. So you're saying that the executives let the Titanic sail with a fire on board, hoping to keep it a secret? And yet, when I started looking back into it, I found original accounts in, in New York of every single stoker saying that this was that, that the Titanic was on fire and that it was a very serious deal indeed. And when did they discover the Titanic was on fire before it left dock? Yeah, a guy called uh, Charles Hendrickson, who was a leading hand fireman, actually went into the witness box and said that the fire had been burning since since Belfast. Um, and so, is that is, abnormal? Well, it's. it's uh, it is abnormal. It's totally abnormal to um, to sail from Belfast to Southampton, then not to get it out, and then to sail off again on your maiden voyage when you've taken on paying customers because the the maiden voyage was from Southampton, don't forget, and they'd, they'd sailed a couple of days from Belfast to Southampton. Then there had been a layover for the Easter holidays, and they still hadn't managed to extinguish this fire. And it was in a, a bunker, which was the, start, the size of a three-story house which contained hundreds of tons of coal. And uh, it was almost certainly, a, it, it was a spontaneous um, coal fire. I mean, coal is a very volatile organic substance. And we've, we, we've lost sight in the modern age of how unstable it is. And there was also the case that uh, there had been a coal strike and 
the Titanic had cannibalized coal from different sources. And different coals can be like uh, warring cousins at a wedding. You know, they can they not get on with each other. And next thing you know, you've got spontaneous combustion. You're putting together what may have been literally behind the marks on the Titanic in the photos. So what do you do next? We took the images to one of the world's leading thermodynamic experts and an expert in coal fire as well, as it happens. And I was asking him, could a fire cause this level of apparent warping or possible damage to the hull? And he was absolutely clear that it could. And then he went out and carried out um, um, computer experiments to see what level of intensity such a fire would have reached. I'm guessing we're going to see all this on that Discovery oh, documentary on out, Sunday. Yeah. And, and so the fire reaches a very, really high intensity of about 1,000 degrees Celsius, which I think is something like 1,800 Fahrenheit. I might be wrong in, in that instant conversion. But we also know that it, it, um, that the bunker where the fire broke out had the side of the ship as one of the walls of its box, if you like. Mm. So this was a design flaw. I mean, there should have been... Modern ships now will have an inner skin and so on. But this... One of the walls of this bunker was the hull itself. Was that to save money? Because they were running out of cash, weren't they? Well, it it wasn't to save money. You know, it... In those days, safety standards were not as as clear as they are now. And later on, the sister ship, which was launched earlier, the Olympic, they did bring up the uh, and make a second skin. They appear to be very worried about about coal as a substance because in October 1912, after all the inquiries were out of the way, they urgently consulted at board level to see whether they could convert the um, the Olympic, the sister ship, from coal to oil, uh, which was then emerging as an alternative and. Uh, and in fact, then the First World War broke out, but they converted the Olympic as soon as they could. And she became the first ocean liner converted to oil. And that's the sister ship. So clearly there must have been misgivings about the mm. coal. And we know on the maiden voyage itself that the bunker fire did warp a, a bulkhead, a forward bulkhead. And it caused it to, to blow outwards as, as the metal is trying to escape from the heat source. So it's bulging outwards. And then you're getting on the sides, either side, the left and right of the bulge outwards, you're getting a convex effect, a slight caving in as this metal escapes on either side. So it's, a light, it's like a, um, a corrugation effect on the, on the forward side of the bulkhead. And, I mean, this is described by one of the witnesses. And the remarkable thing which will be seen in the documentary is that when, this, when the scientists went off and did their thing, they found the same effect from a fire of an intensity they said would have been of a, a thousand degrees Celsius. So they were proving in science in the 21st century what a surviving fireman was describing in the transcript in the 20th century. A century later, he is vindicated. So we all know the history of the Titanic. It was a tragedy, but you've exposed a sinister element in this piece of history. Yeah, well, you put your, your finger on it there because remarkably, Two years earlier, another passenger ship had set sail um, in April from England uh, with a smoldering, uh, spontaneous bunker fire. And that uh, fire that hadn't been noticed resulted in an explosion in the English Channel, leading to large-scale loss of life and people jumping overboard in their panic and so on. It destroyed a lot of the internal fittings. And the ship limped back to port and they had an inquiry. And the, the inquiry decided in 1910, using some of the same judges and assessors, by the way, as the Titanic inquiry, that the ship 
should not have put to sea with her coal in that condition. And guess what? The Titanic went to sea with coal in worse condition. It's going to be an interesting documentary, Senan. I'm going to leave it at that, but I really appreciate you joining us on the show to talk about it. Kelly, always a delight to talk to you, my love. We'll see you back in Ireland one of these days.